Hello, welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy you're here with us. We usually start off with a little bit of news and we got a little bit of news this week. We, if you are watching us on video, um, you'll be seeing this possibly in time for our Instagram live, which will be Saturday, April 17th at 11 Pacific or two Eastern. And we're going to play crafters. Would you rather? I've written down some questions this morning and I am excited. Me too. I came up with some good ones. It's going to be fun. And if you're listening to us and that already happened, you should follow us on Instagram so you don't miss our lives and, you know, other cool stuff that we do. There's a possibility we might save it, though. Oh, we'll probably put it up after. So you could go watch it after the fact. Never mind. Hooray! (laughs) But if you want to chime in, that will be a time-sensitive thing. Indeed. Sweet. We can dig right into our yarny content then. Did you finish anything this week? No, I did. I see. I'm that wearing you did. it. <laughs> I finished my Nell tunic. The designer is Ari Shimizu, and it is an oversized tunic. It's it's got such nice little details. So it's got just little like linen stitch going on to like create a little bit of bunching going on. There's like linen stitch, and then there's some increases, so it kind of flares out. There's a little color work in the sleeve, which is these cute little bell sleeves, and it's it's very oversized, as you can see, and I love it. I feel like a springtime, like, flowy boho, which... You look like a flower child. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to just, like, when Beltane runs around, I'm just going just gonna to run around in this and just feel... Yeah, we just got to put a flower like wreath in your hair and go run around the field barefoot. It's what I feel like doing, except it's a little snowy out right now and I can't quite do that. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so the yarn I used for this is this gorgeous off-white with speckles and I got it from Essence of Autumn, Mm -hmm. which is a Canadian indie dyer. And I must say they're shipping. I ordered four skeins for this and I used about three and a half, which is cool. Um, the shipping was super duper reasonable. If you're in the U S if you're going to get a few skeins from essence of autumn, highly nice. recommend their color. They're like colors are just to die for. I really like how it turned out and it's super long on you. You said, right. It's super on wide. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to cover my butt. Cause I don't want to have to wear pants with this just leggings or like, honestly, if I decide not to give a hoot, I could just wear like bike shorts under it because mm-hmm. I don't care which I'll probably do in my backyard all the time. Yeah. Um, My cat agrees. He just yelled in the background. I heard him. (laughs) But you can really knit it as long as you want. It it just barely covers my butt. Perfect. Which is is good. Mm -hmm. I also kind of finished a small thing. I have a little hexi puff quilt going on that I'm just using my colorways for. Mm -hmm. And I put all my avatar ones in. They're and another cute. little road. I like them all together so much. I know they make me happy. Yeah. So lots of little hexy puffs. I hope that someday this will be a giant blanket full of just my colorways, but for now it's a cat sized cushion. It's very cute. It's super cute. Yeah. That's adorable. That's what I, I love it. That's what I finished. So what have you been working on dear Emily? <laughs> Triangles. Triangles. Tell me more you're going to get so sick of this, but I have to finish pretty quick. So you're not going to hear about it for too long. I don't think, yeah, I'm not on the needle right now. Bag of minis. 
and this is your Cece's wool ladies of the inaugural set and the colors yes. they really nailed it yes and these are fingering weight triangles oh my gosh and they're all coming together they look gorgeous looks like you have what, two full rows almost um almost. almost I have a few more triangles to go on the second row Mm-hmm. I am halfway done officially. With nice. Um, it's gorgeous. It's so much wider at the top than it will be. Mm-hmm. The this, colors. This um, Amanda Gorman triangle set is the midpoint. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Um, this is going to be for Maryland sheep and wool. So I have to really bust it out. Nice. Has that been the majority of your Yeah, yeah. I've just been making many triangles. That's good. It's looking really pretty. Um, And that's fingering weight, right? Yes. Nice. I started on some triangles of my own, but they're different triangles. I have a triangle problem. (laughs) I started on your waxing moon shawl, which is the wedges. Oh, in your picture you sent me, I didn't, I forgot that you were doing the two of each color and I really like how that looks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Emily's design, it works for advent sets, which are usually either 12 or 24 minis. And she's got it set up where you can do wedges, 12 wedges for a half circle or 24 for a full circle. But since we're doing the whole power of the full moon club, which will have roughly 12, a couple extra colors I wanted to have a circular blanket that was kind of like a wheel of the year sort of a thing um so I'm doing two wedges of each color which means each wet like um where normally you would have two different colors I just have a line of eyelets in the middle bisecting each wedge which I think looks really fun it does it looks cool Mm -hmm. so I did the wolf moon already and then I'm working on snow moon. I really wanted to, to do this because we had our, our uh, every spring we get a spring snowstorm. And I'm like, I want to work on snow moon while it's snowing in spring. <laughs> and then I fell asleep on the couch yesterday instead of knitting it. Because <laughs> I don't work very hard. And I'm using my little Lord hey. of the Rings yeah. stitch marker that you got me. Mm-hmm. Cute. But I kind of want to bust through these wintry colors so I can just start doing the spring tiny colors. Yeah. And... If you want to knit this pattern, it is available in an early test knit copy for Fiber Coven $5 and up patrons. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you join our Patreon, you could get access to it before it comes out. I must say it's a wonderful potato chippy knit and it's all I want to make. Yeah. Just- yeah. I'm making two of them and I still am really enjoying it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be really sad when I run through the first six colorways because I have them set aside. But I mean, pretty soon we're going to have to start thinking up the new ones. I also have been working on my avatar design, but it doesn't look too much different. I'll Mm. show it next week. But I did cast on a new pair of socks that look very similar to my last pair of socks. I'm making some shorties for my sweetie. And I had the leftovers from my Hawaii Bazaar or in high school host club yarn. And I didn't think I'd have enough for some uh, like dude sized feet. So I did the toe in my Arendil colorway, which is just a speckled gray. That looks cute. And I like it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. This is a toe for anybody watching. My partner just has feet that just end. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're they not shaped like normal feet. It's just square feet. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it's, it's funny. 
Um, but I'm going to do, my plan is to do, I have a little bit of ribbing. I do a little ribbing across the top of his foot because I spoil him. Because you're very nice. <laughs> very, very nice. And I think I'm going to try a flegal heel. I haven't done a flegal heel for him. And then I'm going to use the contrast color that came with this little sock set for the cuff. That'll be really cute. Yeah. And I just basically use these for my walking around or post office portable knitting. Nice. It's got a little taco on it because I like that. Tacos are fun. Tacos are fun. Very nice. That's what I've been working on. Did, Did you have any other whips? No, I'm working on some moon pouch stuff, but I can't show you that. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast on some moon pouches pretty soon. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of them. I'm excited. So acquisitions. Then what did you get? Well, I got one little thing and one big thing. Which do you want to see first? <laughs> the little thing. The little thing I got was this washi tape from Ooh. Shelly Can, and it's a little roll of washi tape. And you can rip it off. It has uh, little perforated edges. Mm, nice. So they look like little stamps. And it says nice. hand wool witch made. So Very I got nice. that to just stick on things. I stuck mm-hmm. some stamps at the top of my bullet journal. Love it. And then the big thing that I got is yarn from <gasps> Big Little Yarn Co. Ah! It's so pretty. Yeah, oh, it's this gorgeous kind of gray toned purpley with some natural colored speckles and some more vibrant purple sections. That's the yeah. wisteria colorway, right? Yes, it is. And it has some green tonal bits too, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's very springy and nice. Uh, and I was mean and abandoned Lauren to order this. <laughs> no, uh, I don't. we were going to place an order together uh in big little yarn co's update this past weekend uh because it ships from japan and the shipping is very expensive uh with reason but it's just expensive and the shop owner posted that uh she had she's has like a ton of stockists in the u.s that have yarn Mm -hmm. right now and one of them was river color studio in ohio and they had enough of I really want to make a top in this colorway and they had this new colorway from the new collection so I was like I'm gonna get that because I can get free shipping the skeins were a little bit more they were like four dollars more a skein than if I had bought them directly from Big Little Yarn Co but it's still way balanced out with the shipping so Mm -hmm. yeah so I got these Mm -hmm. nice I also couldn't pick my base but I was going to get it on a fingering weight base anyway so I got mm-hmm. the soft sock, which is 80% superwash merino and 20% nylon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. I'm, and her little hand-dyed or hand-drawn labels are really cute. I have I have the FOMO real bad, but I'm trying to be good because I, I take so much of my own yarn. I don't need more yarn. Yeah. I also <laughs> don't need more yarn, but you know. <laughs> no, you do. You're a designer. You need more yarn. Well, there's some yarn in my house. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, my cedar chest isn't really closing anymore. But as I pointed out to my husband, this isn't really because of the yarn. It's because there's so many finished objects in there. Mm-hmm. There's too many shawls. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah, so this is my yarn, baby. Um, and I really want to make. I love. 
mm-hmm. you've got like a gray with purple speckles on your body and now you have a gray tone purple that you're clutching to your chest like it was a kitten <laughs> i have a type and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool purples yes yeah so i want really want to make a like a summery springy fall like a lightweight top uh and probably mm-hmm. a crop top length uh to wear like either over i haven't decided if i want it to be baggy and go over a skirt or like tuck it into the top of a skirt but to wear with skirts or to wear with like a dress mm-hmm. i think that'll look really cute yeah so i'm excited and i'll probably do some like delicate floral stuff because it'll go really cute with this so i haven't fully formed that but that is why i got this Yay. I got a couple things too. What did you get? I got a big thing and some little things too. I can't show you you the big thing because I even think it's too big to like bring through the door. And I got a gigantic (laughs) pod chair. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of those wicker. It's the expensive pod chair from Target. You guys can all Google it, Mm -hmm. but uh, I put it on my beautiful deck and I have been living in the pod until it decided to snow on us uh, because the weather was gorgeous. It was in the like low sixties and I lived in the pod for an entire week when it got hot in the afternoons. I threw a blanket over it and lived in my secluded little pod (laughs) and I just worked on my little avatar design. I'm like, I'm working right now, just shoveling popcorn into my mouth and knitting. <laughs> it was fantastic. Great. But I got I got some little things too. Cool. I, so I made an order from Fiesta Wear. Fiesta. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So my our regular plates we eat off of our Fiesta Wear. That's what I got instead of China when I got married. Um, not that I'm all about like institutions of registries and stuff anymore, but it was like a long time ago that I got married. This is a rambling story. <laughs> Recently, I decided I wasn't going to buy margarine anymore because it's highly processed and comes in plastic tubs. So we're switching to being an all butter family. So I got a butter keeper. And while I was looking for a Fiesta Wear butter keeper, I got a lime green one. It's lovely, but it's in the kitchen. I also saw this design from fiesta wear and they have it in a white background and a black and it's called skull and vine i believe and it's a very dia de los muertos looking looking design with a skull and vines it's cute yeah i got this little ramekin just one i thought i could put my little witchy notions in here and keep this on my desk bloody bloody blah and they also had this is a plate i didn't have um i make bread so i got a loaf size plate that's a really cute shape. The same design. Yeah, it's just an oval loaf size plate. I figured it would be really good for if I make a quick bread, like banana bread or lemon ca- pound cake or something, mm-hmm. or if I actually make a loaf of sandwich bread, which I never do. I'm a lazy baker and I make free form ciabatta, sourdough ciabatta, because I am so lazy. That's fair. I don't but make yeah. any breads. I just eat them. I eat bread too. Oh my God, <laughs> I live off of bread. I'm a carb hound. And that's what I got. Those are very nice. Yeah. So that means we can go on to discussing our occult corner topic. And we are continuing our color symbolism trend. And we are on to blue. Yes. Cue the earworm song from the 90s. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it because you don't need to listen to it's that. It's in my head now. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> Anyway, tell us things about blue, Emily. 
yeah so in uh witchy uh associations blue is associated with water uh mm-hmm. protection focus calm forgiveness and emotional healing nice mm-hmm. and uh i think one of the reasons why we associate blue with calm uh, is because it's the color of the sky. Mm-hmm. And the color of water. But like, it's funny, mm-hmm. those things are not always calm. No, no. But things can- when the sky is blue, it is calm, typically. It's usually true. a different color when it's not calm. That's a good point. Same with water. It's usually mm-hmm. a lot more different colored when it's turbulent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the sky and water are blue because of an optical effect known as Raleigh scattering, which science, it's blue wavelengths come through more in the atmosphere at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the reason why objects that are farther away appear more blue. So if you think about like mountains in the distance, uh, mm. they're kind of bluish, even if they're like covered in grass and it's because they are, you're seeing them through a lot of atmosphere. That makes it good. I wonder if that contributes to the whole like Purple Mountains Majesty thing. It totally because does. It is. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. My dog. <laughs> I know. Back to blue. Yeah. I was looking it up. Um, and most of what I found was just like, yeah, blue relates to water. It's definitely the color of water in Egyptian um Egyptian culture. And because it was, it's the color of water from the Nile, which they depended on for life it's also the color associated with fertility Mm, that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then i was looking up in like other asian cultures in india it's it's of course associated with several deities like that confers the idea of strength as well and the most interesting one i saw in china and japan blue and green are not very separated i saw that too it's the same word in japanese Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Yeah. And I mean, also, I mean, in older cultures or cultures with like, you know, ancient roots, there's a lot of like color mix ups, too, because like Homer describes the wine dark seas. Yes, I looked up a bit about this and just the Mm -hmm. etymology of colors in general. And apparently the first colors to uh, appear in languages when they are forming are like light and dark basically and just that you Mm -hmm. distinguish between light and dark and then uh the next one is usually red and Mm -hmm. uh pretty much at the same time they talk about other colors and they usually don't come up with a name for a color until they are readily able to make objects that are that color so Mm -hmm. the reason why blue and green are often the same word is because it took a while for some cultures to be able to make a blue pigment like in Mm -hmm. still so much earlier than where we are now obviously but just like compared to when their language started developing which is interesting though because japan definitely has languages that blue and green are really interchangeable Mm -hmm. But Japan has such a rich history. I mean, I don't know about the textile history of, but of indigo dyeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just like recent in comparison to when the words in their language generally started forming compared to like modern day. Um, Mm -hmm. Indigo was definitely one of the first blue natural dyes though. Yes, for sure. I also, Japan also does have a word for modern green 
today. Mm-hmm. It's Midori. Tr- yeah. Like a Midori sour. <laughs> I was say it like that. Cool. <laughs> That's the first thing I think of. <laughs> uh, oh, I know man. that brings me right back to college. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Oh, it's okay. I love sweet alcohol. What can I it say? It's delicious. <laughs> Japan is very good at sweet alcohol too. Some really good sweet sakes. Oh, sake. Mm-hmm. Delicious stuff. I'm trying to think about what else we had to say on blue. Oh, we're not just I... talking about sake now? <laughs> no, that's not blue at all. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're going to talk about some art history. It's very interesting yes. because in the more current modern Western societies, blue, I mean, it, it definitely still has the calming waters vibe, but it also has the vibe of depression. So, and actually this will lead into some stuff that you said you had to talk on, but actually right before um, the world closed down in very early 2020, I was able to go to Spain and I saw a bunch of Picasso's blue period stuff, Picasso while being a raging, uh, terrible person, Mm -hmm. his blue period work was, there was a lot of emotion. It was very beautiful and it was. I thought it interesting and good to see like depictions of people that don't normally get painted. We see painted a lot of like people of low socioeconomic status, people who are marginalized and institutionalized as well. Mm-hmm. Go on with your art history stuff, art major. Okay. Um, so <laughs> uh, blue uh, was kind of, it wasn't really associated with nobility um, prior to the Renaissance. Um, it was kind of more of a working man's color, uh, whereas like red and purples would have been more for the nobility. But that changed with the Vatican being introduced to ultramarine as a pigment, mm. uh, which is made from lapis lazuli. Mm-hmm. And it was the world's most expensive pigment at the time. So the Vatican what? was like, you have to paint the Virgin Mary with ultramarine because it's the most expensive one say. and therefore is the best. So that is why the Virgin Mary wears blue. I didn't know that. I was just going to say the Virgin Mary is always wearing blue. This is why. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because it's not like Jesus, Mary and Joseph were known for being wealthy people. They were in fact known for not being that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But so, yeah, the Vatican was like, you got to paint her with this super expensive blue pigment. And that's why Mary became associated with blue. And that is why blue eventually became associated with uh, more nobilities uh, uh, than working class. Uh, Obviously, it goes back and forth because we have blue collar as a term today. But yes, there there was a king in France who also uh, started to wear blue because of this. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not given that what we just talked about with blue being associated with calm and like in e- Egypt fertility and, you know, with waters and caring and nurturing, like that's not a bad color to symbolically associate with your mother deity. Yeah. But the roots of it being in like. It was totally because about this money is expensive is and bad. therefore it's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes. And so this is also why we associate blue with like holiness 
or like virtue because of that Virgin Mary association. There's also some really famous churches in France that started to use cobalt blue in their, mm. I believe it's cobalt. I might be wrong uh, in stained glass windows. So that mm-hmm. was a whole phase, uh, which further like tied it into the devout mm-hmm. associations. But uh, so before uh, Indigo came over to Europe, uh, they were using woad to mm-hmm. dye fabrics blue. And then in the 15th century, it Indigo became available from Asia. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of pastel manufacturers making blue with woad, and they decided that that was going to ruin their business. So uh, some governments outlawed Indigo uh, mm-hmm. to try and stop the import of the Asian dye, and uh, they were super racist while they did that because, of course, they were. Um, I mean, <laughs> times haven't changed all that much, have they? Yes, one government in Germany uh, outlawed it and described it as a pernicious, deceitful, and corrosive substance. The devils die. <laughs> is okay. it holy like the Virgin Mary, or is it de- or is it devilish? If it, com- one. if it comes from Asia, it's devilish. Uh, and then in France, King Henry the Fourth, fourth, sixth, I don't remember. Uh, also wrote that uh, it would be under pain of death that you would use indigo and called it a false and pernicious Indian drug. Oh, wow. Yes. Yikes. Yes. And it was forbidden in England until 1611. Oh, that's pretty late. Which is when the British established their own indigo industry in India. <laughs> <laughs> and decided it was okay. Then. And now it's okay because we sell it. <laughs> We're getting the taxes from this. You can wear it now. Yes. Um, and all of this stuff is also why a lot of military uniforms are blue. Um, because when German states were trying to protect their uh, woad industry, uh, they made the uniform color of the Pr- Prussian army blue. And it was basically so they had to use a bunch of blue dye and mm-hmm. give a bunch of money to these woad dyers. So interesting. Facts. What doesn't relate back to profit? Yeah. And didn't you have some more modern art history stuff too? Uh, that was, that was, that was most of my art history stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you had something about the, um, the standup. Oh, that was about Picasso. If you want to learn more oh, yeah. about how Picasso is not a nice person, you should watch Nanette by Hannah Gadsby. It's very funny uh, and a little bit sad. So Yeah, her stand-up is both hilarious at times and very poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she, she, highly she, talks, recommend. she was an art history student in school and talks quite a bit about how Picasso kind of sucked. So yeah, he by kind of means totally sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in more modern stuff, we have blue jeans, mm-hmm. uh, which were invented by Levi Strauss and are dyed with were dyed with indigo dye originally. Mm-hmm. And uh, they became part of our regular fashion in the 1950s. Nice. Can't live without blue jeans these days. I don't like them very much. I don't find them very comfortable. No, I don't really wear them much anymore either. Mm-hmm. Leggings for life. Leggings forever. Mm-hmm. Sweet. That was a really fun discussion on blue. Yeah, I have a little bit more on blue and gender. Oh. Yes. 
tell us. Yes. Um, so in the Western world, uh, blue today typically symbolizes boys and pink is used for girls. And a lot of people just kind of take that and assume that it's always been that way. But even in the early 1900s, blue was the color for girls because of that Virgin Mary association. Mm-hmm. And pink was the color for boys um, because it was similar to red and red was considered a very masculine color. Mm-hmm. It makes yes. sense. And uh, how we like that that was just like kind of clothing that little boys and girls would wear, but like blue and pink becoming a code for boy versus girl, like we would think about it now, uh, like mm-hmm. with gender reveal parties and all of that kind of garbage. That didn't really start until the 1940s. So pretty recent. That was what I had on gender. The rising death toll from gender reveal parties. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bananas. One of the podcasts I listen to, he always talks about it when somebody else has died because of their like insistence on enforcing like the BS of the gender binary. It's just like, just calm down. Mm-hmm. Just like what what has happened? Like we could rant forever. I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, that was the color blue. And we can do a little bit of shameless self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Emily, tell us about that gorgeous pattern that's on you right now that will be coming out soon. Oh, this pattern? That uh, pattern. <laughs> this is my sucker punch shrug, uh, which is my first self-published garment design. Yay. Yay. And it's going to be releasing on April 21st, which is Mm -hmm. a Wednesday. It'll come out in the morning. And if you want to make sure that you hear about it and also get a special coupon code for the release, you should subscribe to my email newsletter, which Lauren will put in the show notes. Uh, Or you can go to my Instagram and click the link through there. Yes. So subscribers get a special coupon code to save more money on the release, which is exciting for you and this is an infinitely sizable shrug pattern so you can make it for a very tiny child or a very large adult person nice yes nice Mm -hmm. it's really cute and clever and i'm looking forward to seeing you spam the internet with photos of its gorgeousness yes yesterday i spammed the photo with a picture spam the internet with a photo of my boobs and (laughs) shrug so yes you start out by knitting a square uh that has a very simple Mm -hmm. around so you can see it diamond lace pattern uh and Mm -hmm. then you knit two rectangles off of the square which form the nice baggy sleeves uh and they're just in garter stitch so it's very easy it would be a very good first garment pattern for a newbie knitter and then everything is capped off with a nice clean little eye cord uh, to keep everything tidy and also bring the color that you use for the back into the front. Are you um, enjoying wearing it? I am enjoying wearing it. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't been able to wear it because I I'd like to keep things nice and pristine until the release is all ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's great to just throw on over your top or your dress. The sleeves come cute. to like just above the elbow on me. 
Very nice. I have pretty short arms though, so they might be a little bit higher up on other people. Uh, but yeah, there are instructions uh, for how to take your back width measurement, which is what the sizing is all based off of, and helpful diagrams in the pattern. There are photos in the pattern that show you exactly how to pick up the stitches for the eye cord and how to connect your rectangle pieces together. My test knitters tell me that it's very easy to understand. So yeah, and my sample was knit in Lola Bean Yarn Co. Bean Sprout in uh, Knuckle Sandwich, which is the gray with mm-hmm. blue and purple speckles that I use for my sleeves, and Purple Nurple, which is the super electric shocking purple that I use for my back panel and my eye cord. Very nice. Yes. And if you wanted, you could do it in three colors and stripe the sleeves. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Cool. Well, I have a little bit of shameless self-promotion myself. I will be having an update on Sunday, the 18th of April at 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, And I'm going to have lots of new yarn. I finally got off my keister and did a new Lord of the Rings colorway. This is in Laudris. Yeah, it turned out really good. Um, So it's an off-white, a nice buttery yellow, a greeny green. A nice blurple, which is kind of, it's very crepuscular. Crepuscular is one of my favorite words and a brown. It'll go well with all of my other Lord of the Rings colorways because I make them that way. And I will have this on my high twist BFL base as well as matte sock. So yay. And it's I will very nice. also be having a ton of regular yarn and Surrey fluff, which is one of my newer bases. I will be having my... Smeagol colorway on matte sock and Surrey fluff mm. right here. It's Ooh, a off I like white. it on the fluff. I know. So it's, it's a very like sickly one and sallow colorway. It's for Smeagol. <laughs> Gosh, yes. um, yeah, it's really fun. Lots of good, good gringy little speckles. Got some blues, got some, some grunges. It's fun. I will be having one of my favorite pinky color ways. This one is the one that's kind of inspired by fruit tree blossoms. This one is called Idan, which is a Norse goddess. I have that on matte sock as well as Surrey fluff. It looks really peachy. It looks really peachy and fun on the Surrey. I like mm-hmm. it. I will be having Ephelion, which is my speckled sagey green. Once again, on the Surrey fluff and the matte sock. Very nice. Very so lots nice. of good pairs if you were perhaps interested in making Emily's um, leg warmer pattern, which will be coming out soon. Yes. Or a snow yes. fuzz hat. My snow or fuzz a snow fuzz hat. Is written with a Surrey alpaca and a matching fingering white skate. So if you want to make yourself <laughs> a really warm wintry hat this spring. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be able to discuss this on our Instagram live on Saturday <laughs> the 17th. <laughs> I will also be having Ooh, a deal. I like that one. It's just a basic, <laughs> it's a basic gray with blue speckles like and it. some grungy speckles. Uh, this is actually a stripe in the Imladra's colorway. So if you want a coordinating skein, I will have regular fingering on matte sock for that. And my last one that I was really excited about is I um, am back on my BS and watching Attack on Titan because a new season just came out. So I dyed up more Teenage Rage, which is my Attack on Titan colorway on matte sock and Surrey fluff and uh, it's it's really, really good I like that this, one on the fluff it's really good so this colorway is like a very intense is it blue is it green colorway it honestly it looks really different based on whether you're in direct sunlight or not it's showing up pretty well on the camera 
lots of speckles, lots of tonality to it. It's very blue green um, of a base color with blue speckles, green speckles, black speckles. It looks really fun on the fluff. It really does. I hope it doesn't sell out because I like it. (laughs) I like it. I've been enjoying dyeing the fluff. And that's what I'll have. So once again, my shop update will be on Sunday, the 18th of April at 9 a.m. Pacific. All those goodies. You've been so busy. I have. Not really. (laughs) Taking it easy. Um, Yeah. So if you're looking to find us around the internet, you can find us together everywhere as Fiber Coven on Instagram, on Patreon, and fibercoven.com for our show notes. Mm -hmm. If you felt like becoming a patron, we'd love that. We have a really awesome supportive Discord group of wonderful witches. And uh, if you're looking for me, you can find my yarns available on Etsy at Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe. And I am on Instagram at Valkyrie underscore fibers. Wonderful. And if you are looking for me, Emily, you can find my patterns on Ravelry and Payhip as Kitty with a Cupcake. You can also find me on Instagram as Kitty with a Cupcake. And if you want to buy stuff like art or candles from me on Etsy, you can find me as Kitty with a Cupcake. Excellent. Well, thank you so, so much for spending your time with us. And until next week, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.